Welcome to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. We will be offering a craveable menu of headlines, food for thought, and much, much more. These are the bite-sized news stories you need to know, and they'll drop every morning, Monday through Friday. Hello, world, and welcome back to the Happy Mouth Podcast, your delicious daily news fix for the hospitality community. It's Friday, July 2nd. I'm restaurateur Philip Camino. I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime on this project and an absolute rock star in her own right, TV personality chef Naisha Arrington. Hi, what's up, guys and gals? Today, as Philip and I always do, we will be offering you a craveable menu of headlines and food for thought. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Um, we're leading into a long weekend. Much deserved. We had a, a big first half of the year this year in the hospitality business. Restaurants went through a lot. We went through months and months of not being open and finally we're allowed to reopen to some degree. In most parts of the country in the last couple of weeks, we've been allowed to reopen restaurants almost at full capacity and that's starting to ramp up. We're seeing that. And there's also been a pretty considerable amount of news recently around some of the programs that are in market from the federal government, and one in particular that uh, is an important topic and that we are going to cover today on the Happy Mouth Podcast. Today, PC and I will be talking about the recent RRF awards for restaurants that have been canceled. For context on this subject, check out our RRF episode on May 20th and April 22nd. That's right. A growing number of restaurants are experiencing an issue with the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. There have been grants that were approved and have now been taken back. This is a big deal. It's impacting people's livelihoods and lives. And there's quite a bit of confusion and anger around what's transpired in the last couple of weeks around the RRF. So originally, this small business association made it clear that when applications for the RRF opened up, they would be prioritized for women, military veterans, also socially and economically disadvantaged groups first. The restaurant revitalization distributed $27.4 billion of $28.6 billion to roughly 100,000 recipients, meaning the money ran out very quickly and not all applicants were happy about this and not all of them were granted their funds. Meanwhile, in Tennessee and Texas, three restaurants sued the SBA for distributing the funds in a what they called a discriminatory way. In one case, the plaintiff was backed by a conservative group. In two of the other cases, the plaintiffs won and additional lawsuits then followed. According to the small business advocacy group called the Main Street Alliance, the plaintiffs already had the resources that they needed, but because they didn't like how the SBA was set up for prioritization for women's veterans, socially and economically disadvantaged persons, they went on the attack. But because they won anyway, the SBA sent over 3,000 letters, 3,000, to cancel these awards. Representative Earl Blumenwer, who co-wrote the original RRF legislation, stated it is absolutely unacceptable that restaurants who were told that they were being granted a lifeline are now having it yanked away. It is unfortunate. The letters kept coming. The SBA keeps these awards from women in military-owned restaurants who had previously been approved, as well as disadvantaged individuals who had been approved. We don't have an exact number of how many owners have had their awards taken back, 
but it's in the thousands. It's approaching, I believe, around 3,000, somewhere in the 2,900 to 3,000 range. Um, <laughs> should we pay some bills here? Yeah, let's do it. Having trouble staffing up? You're not alone. Our industry is facing an unprecedented labor shortage, and tech will play a central role in solving this problem. Yelp Kiosk was built in 2018 for restaurants who couldn't afford to pay a dedicated host. In 2021, Yelp Kiosk is supporting restaurants that want to do more with less. By adding Kiosk, your host is no longer trapped behind the host stand, enabling them to assist in all front of house operations. Learn about how Kiosk can help your restaurant at restaurants.yelp.com slash kiosk. The owners whose grants were taken away will see the status of fully canceled on their applications. However, the system will keep their applications in place on the date it was filed. This means that if Congress grants more money, hopefully, fingers crossed, this means that if Congress grants more money to the SBA, those who had these rescinded awards will not have to file new applications. So Basically, the SBA is sending revoked operators to other programs for assistance like the EIDL loans. Yeah, this is important because the SBA awarded the money in the order in which they received the applications. However, not all the applicants are lucky. In the third round of the grants that were taken back, the SBA sent out a letter that stated, you have applied for the SVOG, the Shuttered Venue Program, and therefore are ineligible for the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, or, quote, you had previously defaulted on an SBA loan, or the aforementioned other reasons, quote unquote. The issue with this letter is that many of those who have received this letter say that they have never even applied for the Shuttered Venue Program or even defaulted on an SBA loan. Well, wow. Right? Restaurant owners calling for... Status updates are met with SBA hotline and third-party contributors who actually don't really relay much information. Restaurant operators are beyond frustrated and super skeptical of the SBA program. Sarah Crozier, communications director for the Alliance, said, It's one more broken promise to the communities who have bared the brunt of the pandemic, and it's just unacceptable. For the most part, SBA has remained silent on this issue, which is absolutely ludicrous now. Uh, yeah, I've got lots of thoughts on this. First and foremost, if you rewind this particular podcast back to April and listen to some of the commentary that Naisha, you and I had before this program ever landed in market, I believe this was the end of April, you and I were talking about this uh, in an episode. April 22nd. April 22nd was the date. Uh, you and I talked about this program being underfunded. And I think that's the main cause of all of the issues here is that no one did the math. You know, you start to look at a program like this and $120 billion was the first number that was asked for, that was lobbied for. It got whittled down. $28.6 billion was allocated. A quick back of the napkin equation would tell you pretty quickly that using the formula that the SBA had derived for this program, which was essentially a revenue replacement from 2019 to 2020 for a restaurant, less their PPP allocations, this money was never going to last very long. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they got out as many as they did, to be honest with you. I'm surprised they got 100,000 out, which tells me that some of these restaurants just gross less than maybe I thought they did over the past two years. But that aside, this program was never funded properly from the very beginning. And I think when that happens, and people start to see this equation that was presented, 
that to me is not the proper equation of what should be allocated in a grant program for a restaurant. You're talking about replacing revenue, which as we all know in this business, revenue in a restaurant is a flow through. It's not something that lands in your account and stays there. Revenue, if you do $2 million of revenue, you only hang on to about one fifty to 200000 of that if you're doing a great job, right? And if you signed a good lease, and if you're great with your prime costs, and if you order really well, and you inventory, and you manage your labor very well, then maybe you hang on to one hundred fifty to 200000 The reality is you probably hang on to closer to 100000 So why are we replacing, let's just say if you did 500000 in 2020, you did $2 million in 2019, let's call it a half million dollars in PPP loans. Why are we dispersing a million dollars into that restaurant with federal funds? It's just not the right number. It should have been a smaller number. I said this on the pod back in April. I was like a little bit not sure why that was the formula that was chosen. And of course, no one's going to say no to it. Of course, it's, it's money. It's essentially free. It's a grant program. It's not a loan. Why wouldn't an, an operator who's just gone through the ringer for the last 18 months not take that check? Of course, they're going to. My question is is on two fronts, and you know I don't think there's an answer that we're going to come to on this program, but even at an arm's length distance from the decision making on this program, you and I knew that there wasn't enough money in it, and I think that's issue number one. Issue number two is the formula is that we're dispersing perhaps too much money into some of these restaurants who are awarded grants. You're even talking about one of these uh, plaintiffs in one of the cases who was awarded a grant as a non-priority applicant, his restaurant was awarded $700,000. And that's a relatively small restaurant in Pennsylvania, I believe. That restaurant would have to do somewhere in the seven to $8 million range to net $700,000 into that restaurant. I guarantee you he's not doing that kind of numbers in that market. So again, I was just two kind of formulaic issues with how this program is rolled out. Number one, the size of the program was never enough to satiate all of the demand that there was going to be. And when that happens and there's big numbers at play, people are going to do things like sue the government, which is what happened in this case. Number two, the numbers and the formula that was used to derive what these awards were going to look like was, in my opinion, the wrong amount. It should have been the net number of your using, even if you're using 20% or 25%, like a healthy gross margin. Sure, but doing a revenue replacement when people have already gotten first and second round PPPs and most people got EIDLs were just which are about to be bumped from 150 to 500,000. I mean, in a mid-sized restaurant, you should have gotten close to a million dollars in funding already. Why do you need another million and a half to 2 million dollars? Like what are you going to do with that? I don't understand those two aspects. I know that they're going back to Congress now and asking for an additional $60 million to go into this program, which I think will alleviate a lot of these issues and get a lot of these loans out to people. But I'm challenged in a couple of ways. And I, and I guess my frustration lies in that we knew about this a couple of months ago. That's where I'm coming from on it. I just, I'm not completely um, in accordance with how this program is laid out initially. It's sad, you know, that this is our governing system for America to say that they didn't do the math. It's like, it challenges women, socially and economically disadvantaged people to trust the system. Yep. If you're going to say this is what we're going to do for these women and give a lane for people to even the playing field of knowledge and opportunity, and then 
go back on it is um, it's very disheartening, you know, to see something like this happen in our 21st century. It's like unbelievable to me. And frankly, the information that is required to fund this program properly or to understand, look, even if you leave the formula as it is, and look, I'm a restaurant owner, I own multiple units, and they're all going to get RFFs, and I'm very happy to take grant money and use it wisely within my business to make it better, to make our employee experience better, to improve the customer experience, to make the environment more sound, to make it safer, to create a better experience for our guests and for the people that work in our building day in, day out. I'm more than happy to accept that and to work within that program framework. But knowing that that is the formulaic way in which we are dispersing this grant money, if you knew that, if you were the person who was writing this into law, you have to look at the overall number of restaurants in the marketplace. And it's quite known. It's a known fact that there's somewhere in the range of 350 to 500,000 restaurants. And a quick average, I mean, we did this back of the napkin back back in April, and we were like, this is going to run out in a couple of weeks, if not shorter than that. And that's exactly what happened. And so if you and I can figure it out, and we're not very close to the lawmaking aspect of this, we're certainly not in Congress and we're not lobbying, I'm a little bit disheartened that someone who's sitting in a seat in Washington can't do that same back of the napkin math and go, Okay, well, how do we get to 28.6 billion? Why is that the number? Why isn't the number what's needed, which I think was 120 billion? Someone at the National Restaurant Association and IRC did the math originally and presented a bill for 120 billion, which was clearly more in the ballpark of where we should have been with this. It got whittled down for whatever reason. Probably that is the nature of putting a first time and a somewhat revolutionary bill through like this that was really designed to bail out the restaurant business. Even though if you think about it, the restaurant business and all hospitality makes codes were sort of bailed out in the PPP second round because they were getting three and a half X on their monthly payroll versus every other NICS code in the galaxy, which is only getting two and a half. So there was already a little bit of a built-in bailout in PPP2 in the first half of this year. To know that there's that many restaurants, you could have just looked at how many of those restaurants got PPP2s and gone, okay, well, these are the number of active restaurants that are seeking funding. And I guarantee you that number was in the two, three, four hundred thousand range. And taking that number and utilize it against a pretty simple formula of average revenue in the marketplace minus a simple cost of goods and prime cost formula, it would be pretty easy to figure out exactly what this number should have been. I think the $120 billion, they did that, they looked at it, and that was the number. It somehow got whittled down to under $30 billion. Clearly not the right number. It's causing all kinds of issues downstream. Now there's restaurateurs out in the marketplace that don't have the money that they need to reopen the restaurant safely. And it's a huge challenge, and I'm frankly a little bit dumbfounded by it. Yeah, I mean, it really makes you think about the people who are making these decisions, you know, and and whose interests they have at heart, because there's not a diverse group of women, people of color making the decisions. I mean, you and I talked about this in less than five minutes. These calculations were very apparent. So it makes you think, was this by design? I mean, it's, it's very simple math based. The data is out there. So now that this is happening and it has to be rescinded and there's cancellation and the lifeline is being taken away. People are, you know, their plans are being completely changed before their eyes is unbelievable. Yeah. The only silver lining to this is that it looks like there's 60 billion additionally 
that's sitting at Congress right now in an additional bill to refill this program that would take the total allocation on this RRF fund to 90 billion, closer to the 120 that was asked for originally, not quite there. But it sounds like from what I'm researching that there was about 70 billion in grant funding requested by the you know, 300,000 plus restaurants that applied for this funding. Look, I think everyone's going to get it. It just, when you throw people off two, three months, like by the time this gets through Congress, it gets back into the SBA, they go back to these 2,900 people who didn't get it. They get to applications for people like me. I mean, it's going to be 45 to 60 days. And guess what happens in that 45 to 60 days? People are forced to go to the capital markets. They're, they're forced to take short bridge money. They're, they're forced to, if their restaurant's not, at full capacity or they're not fully operating for whatever reason yet, they're forced to kind of go into the debt market and bridge to a a number that they're hoping comes in and they don't have a real date on it yet. So that can get expensive. That can get scary. Certainly it's something we've talked about at my place in terms of like, well, what happens if some of this stuff doesn't land for three, four, five, six months? What's the game plan? You know, you have to think about that. And it can cause ripple effects if, you know, the timing is off by a month, two months, three months. So it's certainly challenging across the board. My hope is that they can get it through Congress quickly. Certainly, the National Restaurant Association and IRC have done a great job in just getting this program over the line. Now they have to go back and get it refunded. So, you know, remains to be seen what happens, but certainly challenging on a lot of levels. I think we've, you know, talked about this quite a bit on the pod. And hopefully we can just get this thing to the next level and get this thing refunded and get people the money that they need. And that's all for our daily bite-sized news coverage. You can find us at happymouthpodcast.com, restaurants.yelp.com backslash happymouth, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for dining with us. We'll see you next time. Have a nice day. 